Welcome to RPG Cast episode 434 for the week of August 5th, 2017. I'm Chris Rivetier here bringing you RPG, RPGs, RPGamers. Anna, can we be RPGamer now? Um, no. RPGamers, weekly podcast about RPGs. Joining me, Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. And Jonathan Stringer. Hello. Sitting on my keyboard is Simon the Kitty Cat. Oh, Simon. So I don't know how that's going to go because I need those keys. So he may have a rude awakening in his future. <laughs> he gets very upset when you make him leave. I know. He's, he's so whiny. Oh, we were away for a week. Thanks, everybody, for your patience. We, I had a death in the family I had to go attend to and uh, well, go attend the funeral for. And uh, yeah, that went as well as that could go. Um and we are back. And thanks, everybody, for the little notes of encouragements that they sent me. Um, we are in down a bunch summer. of people. Oh, yeah, we're down a bunch of people. Yeah, that too. Everybody who could have a pet emergency has a pet emergency. Yeah, today. people's pets are just not doing well lately. Except ours. Ours are doing okay. Yeah. Well, Sophie's a little uh, lethargic lately, right? For cancer kitties, our cats are doing Hey, good. only one has cancer. Yeah, the other one is pre-cancer. Everyone has, yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> that means they have a condition that is likely to turn into cancer eventually. I think we all have pre-cancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's 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 my point. Like living is pre-cancerous, you know. <laughs> so whatever. <sighs> what are we up to? We've uh, been playing games. Yes. So what have you been playing, Chris? Me, Why don't you I've been, start? I've been playing more Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm still going through the main story quests of, of Stormblood expansion. Uh, it's a good expansion. So far, I have not liked the story stuff as much as I liked Heavenward story stuff. But I think that's because Heavenward story stuff was exceptionally good, whereas this is just really good. So, you know, that's okay. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, your standard MMORPG um, things, except, you know, like... like uh, like I pointed out when I was going through the Heavensward stuff, the uh, 14 does a good job of making it feel like you're going on a questing journey across the land with a party of adventurers um, in a way that other MMOs don't do with your single player content. And so I really appreciate the feel that they give to that. Like you're entering a new zone, you and your companions... The first time you go into that zone, you, you 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 go together, and then they show you the camera, like, looking at you guys walking in, and then the vista of all this new area, and you're all experiencing it for the first time. Everyone's like, ooh, ah, and it's like, it's a thing that they don't do in WoW, because in WoW, it's like, yeah, go up ahead. You're going to see the new place, and um, talk to talk to Sandy over there, and, and and then, you know, the good part about WoW is that quest line with sandy um eventually ends with you piloting a 14 story mech around um slicing trees open and battling demons at the same time whereas final fantasy doesn't quite go for the absurdity in their quest change but um you know to each their own strengths right so um yeah that's uh it's been good um and our airships we've been making airships in our free company anna yeah so um, even i got to help with that yeah it's been that's been cool we've been doing airship quests it's not really part of this expansion it's more part of the last expansion heavensward but uh we're kind of catching up as a free company on that and uh i've kind of taken over um 
I don't know. I, it sounds like I'm the, the airship inspiry person. That's my job. I can't actually make anything yet to go into the airships because I don't have the crafting skills. But I can harass people and and say and uh, organize the uh, the voyages that the airships go on, which then unlock new airship slots so you can have more of them and stuff. And so that's what I've been doing. So it reminds me much of a My Little Pony episode, Anna. Remember, Chris? Chris no. no, no, Chris. No. Oh, no. never mind then. Okay. Winter wrap up. Winter wrap up. Okay. So what are we doing? <laughs> saw it coming <laughs> i couldn't stop the train uh yeah that's 14 for me what's 14 for you been like anna um i have been working on crafting um not necessarily because of the airship but because it's easy for me to do while i'm doing other things and so i worked on my mining i worked on my alchemy i worked on my fishing i worked on my um culinarian and they're all much higher level, and my alchemy, and they're all much higher level than they were last week. So that made me happy. Yay. Sweet. That Yeah, that's that's honestly like my entire 14 for the week was just crafting. That's cool. Um, we've also been playing Tiny Rails. Yes. And uh, even the Steam version of Tiny Rails. Yeah, so the Steam version of Tiny, Tiny Rails comes out on Tuesday... August 8th, um, but one of the streamers that we follow who introduced us to the iOS game, um, he did a code giveaway for the Steam version, and um, I I didn't want to enter, um, but I got harassed into entering, and I won. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have a Steam key, and you broke it. And oh, I, I busted out Cheat Engine the first moment I could. Because I was like, okay, this game gates everything on gold. I'm going to see what happens if I break the game and give myself a bazillion gold. And I did. And, uh, yeah, it is... Uh, Tiny Rails is a game on iOS. Have we talked about it? Yes. You manage your train and stuff. The Steam version gets rid of the microtransactions. Um, it's all gold-based economy in that one, so you earn everything through your actions, what you do. They change how everything works. Um, cars no longer level up by you drawing them randomly out of a gotcha machine um but uh now they level up by you just using Using them them. and then uh, having the gold to pay for their level up cost um so it 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 feels more like a regular game that you're progressing like uh at a normal pace and then i broke that pace and i unlocked every car in the game and i realized oh no no that kind of breaks this game so don't do that with your game um you actually want to level up slowly (laughs) um Yes, Chris discovered it's not the destination, it's the journey. It is the journey with this one. And uh, yeah, uh, that said, uh, if, you, if you get annoyed with having to watch ads to get gold and diamonds in the mobile game, um, yeah, wait for the Steam game. It'll be like, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks, and then you don't have to pay anything more after that. It's just a set price and play it like a normal game. Um, it's still kind of weird that, you, you know, it's one of those games that you're going to leave up and not be able to do anything while you're waiting for your train to, to pull into a new station. So I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe a secondary game that you play on a laptop while you're playing something on your PS4 or something like that. I don't know. But uh, you'll have to figure that out. Um, yeah. Um, that being said, the downtime between stations is significantly reduced compared to the IO, the mobile yeah, I'm, version. I, I'm, I'm withholding judgment on that till I see how long it takes to go across the, chan- uh, across the ocean. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. See, see how they handle that particular link. Um, mm, lastly, I opened your copy of Metopia. Yes. 
My $6 copy of Metopia. Yeah, and that feels like the right price so far. Um, <laughs> so the Metopia feels like, um, you know, those 3DS games that you're able to buy on the eShop and then you do street passes and then you can kind of play, you know, like uh, the, what's it called? The Me Adventure... What's it? The Rescue Me game and Find uh, Me, Find Me, yeah, and Find Me Two and the and the Flower Pot games and all those sorts of games. Um, it, it it feels like one of those as far as its simplicity. Um, you get some me's and uh, they get into a, an RPG party. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, pretty standard turn based uh, battle system, and you're going through. Um, little maps that uh, start, you get into a couple battles, you might find a treasure chest, and then you end in an inn where you do party management, buy new equipment, and then uh, lather, rinse, repeat. And it's just that over and over and over again. So um, here's the problem that Chris has with every game that he can create me as a character. I'm never interested in him. Yes, you are. <laughs> in this one, you are. Oh, okay. Uh, because I won't let you leave my room. <laughs> Help, I'm trapped. Yeah, um, Maxstorm wanted to visit you, and I resisted for a very long time. I said, no, you're not allowed to visit her. Um, <laughs> and then I let you visit, and then my character got very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was watching outside the window the whole time. <laughs> it, so the, this, 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 uh, it, it's got a lot of the elements of Tomodachi life, where the, the Mies interact with each other and have um, emotions and feelings that they have to deal with. Um, so it's... Um, and Mitomo, so it's like all mashed into one game here. Um, the but it, it is ultimately pretty repetitive. Uh, the stuff that changes are kind of like these relationships things that happen between the levels and whatnot. But uh, that's kind of it. So it's it's like they took one of those 3ds um, Find Me type games, fleshed it out a little bit, but then kind of had it just go on for a very long time. Which is cool in one regard, but also if you're paying full price for this, you might get a bit bored with it. So I'm not, I'm not sure how to handle it. It feels like more like it should have been something you could pop into very quickly on a phone to do a, a level or two, and then um, and then let it go for an hour or two or a day, and then check in the next day. So I don't know. Um, I've only put what a few hours into it so far, and every night, and I've been playing it till it puts me to sleep which it's very good at doing um <laughs> i'm interested to see how you feel about it when you play anna yeah so that's metopia for me and that's all i've got anna you defeated trillion the god of destruction yeah so but you didn't get the real ending so once again anna has opted out of the real ending of a game i'm just gonna hurt you yeah anyways chris and i have ha been having discussions about things uh-huh like the way he annoys me about air quote not finishing games she's not finishing the game for real anna doesn't like the story doesn't appreciate story the way i appreciate story i don't know what it is but, okay uh, i want you all to write in and tell her she should always get the real endings <sighs> all right so it was jrpg july and we're finally done oh so we had our last break no it's arpg august now no, it's, it's, um, no. What is it? No. It's like Mech August or something. I forget Mech August? The, yeah, I forget what the theme Mech is. Mech August. Mech August. Yeah, I don't, I don't pretend to understand. Right. They don't all have snappy names. Okay. Is well. what I'm guessing. All right. 
So but anyways, what is it? Yeah, so Trillion God of Destruction is a really weird game. Um, so basically, the story opens up with Trillion coming to the underworld and the great overlord of the underworld going, I got this, guys. I'm going to go kill it. And it eats him. That didn't go well. Not so much, no. And so his soul ends up being saved um, by a mysterious girl called Faust. Um, who says that she will resurrect him and he is to defeat Trillian and in exchange for resurrecting him, she will take his soul after Trillian has been defeated. It's really complicated. It's, it's a because anime plot. Ah, got it. Anna, I need to know. Uh-huh. Hi, Kelly Ryan. Yes, hi. In the underworld, does gravity just not work on boobs? Yeah, you know what? It sure doesn't. <laughs> so because um, the overlord has been resurrected, he's lost all of his overlordy power. The great overlord. Great overlord. He's lost all of his great overlordy power. And so he has to rely upon the six regular overlords to defeat Trillian. And so they're all, they all have a crest that's uh, like a deadly sin. So you have like envy and sloth and lust and gluttony, etc. And so you one by one train up these girls and they slowly chip away at Trillian who has a trillion hit points. So it's like the entire game just fighting this one monster over and over? Correct. That seems really boring. So it's sort of visual novel style progression where as you kind of do things, you unlock more story about the girl. So this is a very text heavy game. If you don't like reading, don't play this game. Also, um, and yeah, if you so, don't like doggies. Also, if you don't like dogs, don't play this game. <laughs> And I won't oh, say anything. I won't say anything more than that. Um, He's so cute. <laughs> so one of the things that happens when Trillian shows up is Cerberus is guarding the gates of hell. You know, big three-headed dog, and um, he gets caught in Trillian's miasma and goes from, you know, big scary dog to itty bitty floating fluff ball. And I've put up pictures of him on my Twitter. So, yeah, he's he is like a thousand percent adorable. Even though he's not supposed to be adorable. So there's this website I go to for movies called does the dog dot com that, you know, <laughs> seriously, it's a thing that lets you know if pets end up getting hurt and uh movies and stuff and you know for me i cannot deal with cat death in movies so if i'm going to go to something that's you know going to be scary or whatever i have to go to that site first just to see because i physically cannot deal with that stuff i'm wondering if we need to start a video game equivalent of that like does the companion animal die or does the mini pet die um chris yeah that's very loud. Mm-hmm. Sorry. He's Just had to throw that out there. I think that's a cool idea for a website. It, it seriously is the best website on the planet if you have pets. 
All right. Right. So while you're playing Trillion, you train them. You go into like um, small dungeons that like are really, it's like 120 steps to finish them. Um, Cause yeah, everything's grid based. And so every time you walk, you lose a turn um, and you train them. And then the training points that you get, you put into stats and uh, passive abilities and active abilities. And um, it's all kind of, uh, centered around finding the right moves that, that finding the right active skills that move you in the right way. And so I see you playing Tiny Rails, Chris. No, just popped up on my screen. What are you talking about? Say we just not playing Tiny Rails. Busted. Uh oh. Um, and as you train, uh, you gain fatigue, ooh. and so you can sleep or interact with the Great Overlord to sort of minimize your fatigue. And if you interact with them, you will learn more story about them, and you can unlock, like, special CG scenes, including one where you accidentally walk in and live in the hot springs. It's like a, it's like a required thing in anime, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and I mean, it kind of gets a little squicky when you think about it, because, like, one of two of the girls are his nieces and one of them is his sister. And so walking on in on them is like, uh, gross. It's squicky. Mm-hmm. So two, of well, them, is, two of them are his sisters. It, yeah. yeah. Two of them it is an sisters. idea factory game. So. It is. So, I mean, incest is entirely, you know, par for the course. Um, but yeah, so you train them up and you can give them items to increase their affection. And when you go into battle with Trillian, their affection drains out before their hit points and mana points. And so you can kind of build up like this big buffer of like extra hit points and extra mana. And so the idea is, is you will die to Trillian and you will die to Trillian a lot. The chances of you actually beating Trillian in your first playthrough is pretty small. You would have to know exactly what you were doing. And mm -hmm. I sure didn't. Yeah, you didn't. No. Mm -hmm. So, yeah i i got to the i got to about five hundred and fifty billion damage um, taken on Trillion, and that was the end of my first playthrough. And I thought I was going to stop at that point, and then I ended up getting really sick one night. <laughs> Um, earlier this week and I was like I don't want to start a new game because I'm sick as hell so well, I'm just going to play Trillion and, and see what it, see what new game plus is like and ah. so the first what happens is, is a lot of the stats that you've gathered in your first playthrough roll over to your progressive playthroughs or successive playthroughs and so I took my first girl and beat the first two forms of Trillion which I hadn't even done. I hadn't even beaten the second form of Trillion in my first playthrough. So you get significantly more powerful <laughs> as you continue to play the game. And so that's the idea is there's like 15 endings or something crazy like that. And so the idea is you're playing it over and over again to get better and better endings each time. And a, there is a quote unquote true ending, but... Anna apparently doesn't think it matters enough to be worth trying to get. Not really. No? No, nah, not really. Okay. So I got the Faust ending. Faust. Yep. Oh. What does that mean? Well, she can't... 
Faust is the character that <laughs> it's the, resurrects it, it, your soul. Most of the endings are named after who you end up with. Yeah. So mm. that means she ends up with Faust. So I shack up with so Faust. So just leave it at that. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I'm uh, not a fan of that whole true ending stuff. You can't wrap up your game and one go to me it's never worth it yeah and i mean my dilemma was is that they don't explain to you in the game that getting a game over so getting the worst ending where you don't beat trillion at all um actually counts as a real ending and you do move to new game plus at that point so i was like oh i'm gonna get a game over and then i'm gonna have to do all of this all over again and i was super frustrated about it and then i was like Oh, then I was reading up about something else and it was like, yeah, by the way, uh, completely failing to kill Trillion is a valid ending and will knock you into New Game Plus. And I was like... So you could do that at any time? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, not at any time. You have to run out of overlords. Oh, okay. And so there are optional chapters. Um that can be unlocked based on certain decisions or indecisions that you make. I don't know if I said that right. So you could technically end the game after chapter six, but there's actually 11 chapters total in the game. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had fun with it. I didn't, know if I was going to so that made me happy and then what else have I been playing this week hang on let me go back to the RPG cast um I decided to download and try Gardenscape which Chris is still hating me for so Gardenscape is one of those evil evil match three free to plays on phones and so yeah, so you got uh, inundated by ads yep. and tiny rails, and you're yep. like, "Oh, I better play one of these games." And how do you feel about selling out? I feel just fine, thank you. You ever done that, Kelly? Hey, some, sometimes you need a match three to just waste away time. That's how I feel about them. It's like I want to play something. I don't want to play something that involved. I just want to match gems. So I'm on Anna's side on this. You go, girl. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's a match three game um, with free to play hooks. If you can, if you have the self control not to spend money on the game, I would recommend it because it's actually pretty good. It's got fairly good pacing. It's got a funny storyline to it. Um, but if you struggle to resist free to play hooks, dear lord, don't play this. And so, yeah, it's just a fun little batch three game. It has a little story that goes Looks along with like, it. Looks uh, like, is it, you know, like Candy Crush and you're yeah. going to hit a, a wall and not be able to go any further? No. So, I mean, there are levels that are harder than others. And in fact, they are literally called hard levels. Uh, okay. Um, but I mean, I haven't spent any money on this game and I want level 115. I mean, the, the hooks are the idea that you will want to continue playing even though you don't have any lives. And so if you can resist the temptation 
to spend money at that point, you're fine. But if you feel like you're very easy to tempt into spending money, then don't play this game. Does that make sense? Yep. So yeah, uh, Gardenscape's a fun little uh, match three. Um, And then... What did I switch to playing? Oh, yeah. So I downloaded... Um, hang on. I got to get the title. Layton's Mystery Journey. Oh, that's Cat right. You got the new Layton game. And the Millionaire's Conspiracy. All right. You were telling us on this show that you were going to hold out for the 3DS version. Yeah, I changed my mind. Okay. Why? Um, because I was, at a, I was at a point where I didn't really have a game that I was super duper into. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, hey, I actually have, like, the time and the capacity and the interest in playing this right now. So I will. Okay. That works for me. Isn't this, like, a $30 mobile game? Fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, that's not too bad. No. Well, there's in-game purchases. But they don't seem required? They I don't know aren't. how they're working. Yeah, so it's kind of weird the way that they've set this up in that... There are in-game purchases for additional outfits and additional cases, none of which are required. They are entirely optional. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to tell because of the way that they're set up, whether they will be part of the main game once it comes to 3DS or not. So I don't know if I would have saved money getting the 3DS version and just getting everything in one package or not, which is weird. But yeah, it is a mainline latent game. So I'm running around getting hint coins and I'm solving puzzles and I'm doing all the things you would expect to do in a latent game. Cool. Yes, it's very fun. And all the people have really good personalities. They did not let my wife know about this one. (laughs) She loves Leighton Games. Oh, why are you keeping it from her then? She'll probably buy all those extra stupid things. Oh. Hey, I'm I'm not going to say, hey, don't get that Leighton game. I just won't let her know about it. And then no no harm, no loss, right? Subterfuge. It's it's a lie of omission. (laughs) The best lie. Hey, hey. Hey, Jay Mustang, what's your wife's email? <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. I don't think that's going to work, Anna. <sighs> I tried. Sorry. So, yeah, it's... It's the ridiculous Leighton stories that you have come to know and, and love. And I don't want to say anything else because I don't want to spoil anything. So that's what I've been playing. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Fantastically right. funny. So. I want to hear about what Jonathan's been playing because he plays like old stuff. Play, yep, I did play some old stuff. So I haven't been on a few weeks, so I've done a few things. Last week I wasn't here because I went to Classic Game Fest. How'd that go? And that's it was fun. It's in Austin every year. Uh, I went to I don't recall I went to Retropalooza here in Houston a few months ago. Retropalooza probably had more game vendors whereas classic game fest is bigger however the game vendors aren't darn as many and i think i hear the reason is uh it's done by um game over games in texas they have 
uh, if you can call them a chain of uh, retro game stores, they're, they're the you know I guess they they do they have them in Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. I'm not sure if they have them in Dallas or not, but so they've actually been a pretty successful retro game store uh, in here, and they they host it. So the only people they allow in are actual either stores or or sellers that have uh, uh, the Texas tax whatever for businesses so if you're just some guy that wants to you know a reseller guy or a you know uh, ebayer who, who's not big time uh, retropalooza you can rent a table and go and and here you can't and they also since they charge tax there the game prices aren't as cheap so if you're trying to go in there and score good retro deals it's not going to be as is uh robust and, and cheap but there's still some stuff to be had i, I picked up a uh, a box for my uh, Knights of the Round or Super Nintendo, and my daughter got a little kid DS game, and I got a couple of little items. And but they have a lot of art vendors and uh, uh, music playing, uh, like live bands come in there. Uh, one of them that we liked was Descendants of Erdrich, which you guys <laughs> would probably like. <laughs> I think we've seen them at. Uh, I think we've seen them at Midwest Gaming well. Classic. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're Austin-based, so they're there, and they do the the metal covers of, uh, I wouldn't say covers. I guess they they take the uh, game soundtrack. Like one of the recent ones they added was uh, a Final Fantasy Tactics one, which was sounded good. And so they they take the tune and they kind of metalize it and add some lyrics and some stuff and and change it around a bit. So it's pretty good. My uh, kids loved it, and my daughter thought it was awesome. You know, this girl up there playing guitar and singing, so she went and got a picture with her afterwards and my awesome. wife got a shirt. So yeah. The yeah, they're local to Austin, so it was it was easy for uh, one for them to go to, but uh check what was those guys name out. Again? Descendants of Erdrich. Like Erdrich from Dragon Warrior. Okay. They're his I gotta look these guys up. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And uh so we did all that. So kids and we had a you know a family trip, and actually one of our friends in town came as well. I met him on. Uh, uh, I used to do the uh, podcast on rackboard.com, and he was one of the admins on there on the boards. And I met with him five, six, seven years ago, however it was now, and bought something off him. And then we started doing game hunting and became friends. So he he comes over a lot, and he came over and stayed the night because uh, we drove to Austin in the morning. It's about a two-hour drive, and. But that night before, we actually got to sit down and we just played a bunch of uh, co-op Super Nintendo and Genesis games. So I think we went through Sunset Riders, uh, Final Fight oh, wow. 2. I actually Run know what that Saber. is. Because <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's uh, very similar to Wild Guns. Yeah, yes, it's similar, yes. Um, what was Run Saber. Uh, how did I say that? Then we got on the Genesis and played uh, Forgotten Worlds and Gain Ground before I think it by then it was like two thirty three in the morning, so we called it. But I had a good retro gaming session there and sometimes I, I get them and they don't get played enough, so it was nice to, <laughs> to be able to bust them all. Oh, we also played King of Dragons. Or actually my daughter played King of Dragons with them. She was dying, so that was one of the first games we played, so uh, she was dying to play with him. I meant not dying in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Why? Why are you? Why are you being so mean to your daughter?" She was no, dying no, no. all the She's... time. She sucked. Though mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she starts getting stressed out on like a hard boss fight, and like, so I had to help her out on a few of them. They just play. It doesn't matter if you die. 
But uh, she was using her magic too much. The magic will take some of your life away. Oh. And I was trying to tell her not to use so much of her magic, and she's starting to freak out. And But she's just got to get a little more comfortable with it. But she, uh, I like to get her into these games and, and playing, so she'll be a little gamer when she grows up. Yay. Very important. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, she already told me. Here's a funny story. It's kind of kind of demented, I guess. Or, I but uh, what? Something we're doing something at breakfast just a couple months ago, and I said, you know, I was like, well, uh, when you get older, or as you start getting older, you know, we can play all these games and have all these games for us to play. And she looked at me and goes, "Well, when you die, I get all of your oh. games." <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Well, oh, the reason that I found out from my wife, it was pretty funny at the time. She had this little evil little grin on her face, but uh, they were just over at her grandparents' house. My mom's, or sorry, my uh, my wife's mom and dad, the in-laws, and so some like, they're they're older. They're in their sixties, and for some reason, whenever they go over there, her mom's like, "Well, you know, when I die, I want you to have this, and I want you to have this kind of thing." So she heard uh... grandma saying that all the time. And, that's that's where it got in our head. So, <laughs> I mean, I kind of ended up pulling the same thing on my aunt when I was a young kid. So one of my great aunts um, wears rings constantly. She has beautiful jewelry. And I sat beside her. I was like maybe six or seven. Sat beside her one day and I'm like, Tarita, you always have such beautiful rings. When you die, can I have them, please? <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She had this little grin on her face. It's like, ooh, she just thought of something really clever. So <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> yeah. You better draft up that will now. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I did. Uh, I did knock her down a little bit when I go, well, you know, that when that happens, you have to share them all with your brother, half and ooh. half. And then she ooh. Wouldn't have ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what did she think of that? Did kind of frowned and kind of brought her back down to reality. She didn't want. To, she didn't like sharing with her brother. So. <laughs> you could funny. be really trolly nice. and you know de- decree that all your really valuable games, like your Dragon Force, be buried with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I that's a good strategy. <laughs> so I can play them in the afterlife. Uh, yes. Y- y- no, you have to pay them <laughs> to the uh, to the great game Charum. stop that's and charge of the river sticks or something i don't know <laughs> who knew that charon was secretly a gamer yeah <laughs> and what else uh been playing some divinity original sin i didn't really as much as last week but the week have before you, we so played more the, have you pl- finished that before or is this no. your first time through this is my first time and i'm playing it co-op so oh well my brother cool i tried to play that co-op with anna and she got bored Really, it's it's different than what I'm used to because I'm used to uh, just doing all solo at my own pace. So he's running off, and you got to kind of coordinate who talks to NPCs because if someone's talking to him and you're not around, they they fixed that somewhat, right? They made the made it so you can at least see the cutscenes now, or no? Yeah, yeah, and and if you're they're talking to him, you can also click the little dot 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 ellipsis button. Mm-hmm. And then you can jump in on the conversation, and you're not participating, but you're at least uh, you can you know observe it. So uh, that's the challenge, but it's still kind of fun to do it co-op too. So it's you know like playing Final Fantasy 
three, six, whatever, back in the day, uh, you could oh, yeah, set do two battles. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. But this is even more so you can walk around as well. Uh, and then the other game I've been playing is Fortnite from Epic Games. Oh, uh, what is that game? It's kind of a... I would say it's a mix between like a survival base building game and something like Borderlands to a degree, but um, so it's a bunch of zombies and stuff. And but it's kind of it's kind of got a doesn't take itself seriously. It's kind of got a goofy humor. Um, you build like a little base. You go you, you go to these little missions and you like get a bunch of different heroes, which is like avatar characters and they have different skills, uh, squads and followers. And you you uh, you set up. They do stuff like find stuff for you, uh, uh, material for you, or or you put them down on the ground and they help defend your base and stuff. So it's kind of like say something like Seven Days to Die, but you don't do go out and like scavenge so much. You like do. Uh, it's kind of like map by map and do quests and there's like little objectives and you so you you do harvest lumber and ore and stuff and you build traps and little walls around your base but it's not this permanent base system it's kind of semi-permanent and you uh, unlock a bunch of gun schematics and um, uh, trap schematics and all that so you can go out and and, uh, put together some cool different weaponry and so it, it's hard to explain ex- to any to compare it to anything exactly. So it's this kind of mishmash of stuff, but it's pretty fun. It's not PvP like a lot of the survival games are, and it's not what you think of a traditional survival game. So it's not this, you know, live throughout the night and just fend for yourself all the time. It, it, it the game gives you a lot of resources really quickly. So it's not resource scarce. It's not gun scarce. It's definitely not bullets. You can actually just hold R instead of reload. Just hold it, and it'll, it'll make more ammo if you have the materials in your bag uh, on the fly as you're fighting. So it's much more fast-paced, much more uh, shooting a bunch of stuff. You get automatic guns right away, so you don't have that scarcity living around you know, with the bow and arrow and a stick kind of thing. It's It's not that style, so... I'm having fun with it. I've been playing it mostly solo. Uh, I got it because some of my friends are playing it, but we've been playing it off and on or at different times. But you can play it solo or with a group or matchmaking. So yeah. Yeah, I think it would be something you guys would enjoy playing together. But zombies. Yeah. We're no. not into zombie games is the problem. It, uh, it's not It's not a big focus on the zombie. That's just things you kill that charge at your base. It's more of a, it's almost like a tower defense as well in a way where you set up your little base and you have these traps and then you run around and you shoot things that are coming after your base. But it's not like seriously. If you go look at the graphics of it, it's kind of a cell shaded uh, look. And the, and the, the like one of the zombies that attacks you is a pitcher zombie and he throws bones at you. Hmm. So it's kind of goofy. It's not like what you think of zombies. And to me, the fact that there's, it's just, they could be zombies or aliens or whatever you wanted to call them. It's not really, significant in the scheme of things what's up with the um the base building stuff is it all just per level right it's not like there's no persistence does that make any sense at all i'm not sure uh uh, i've been it's kind of like a long tutorial quest thing okay and there wasn't that i've been in and there's one level one i went back to that my base was still there, and then oh, most okay. of them are not. But I think it could be by a little map area. So if you went to the same map area, your stuff would still be there. 
I have not been, I haven't got, I've spent several hours in it so far, but I haven't gotten that far to really free choose which map I want to be on. I've been kind of following a little quest line. So I think I'm about to get to that point and I'll find out, but I'm not for sure yet. Okay. But I wouldn't let the zombie thing throw you off either way. It's it's the, a lot of the enemies you kill, but it's not like it's not really a big. It's just like a, a pop. I'm trying to think of the right thing to say. It's just not uh, that big of a deal in that game, as opposed to like a Walking Dead game or even Seven Days to Die or some of those where it's just some. It's just like an enemy. Yeah, that's the best way I can explain it. Anna's the one you got to sell on this one. So, what do you think, Anna? <laughs> uh, I guess I would have to see it. Okay. Yeah, you'd have to see it. I'm sure there's lots of videos, or I can twitch it at some point or something. Cool. That's it for me. All right, Kelly, our latecomer, what have you been up to this week? Or these two weeks? Well, aside from casting white magic on a sick cat actually oh. i wish it was that easy yeah, but no, no, you cast, yeah, no kidding you, you cast money at a sick cat that's yeah that is very no um, it has a high failure rate too yes seriously <laughs> no i finished up ye seven this week um really like that game it has an excellent story and i think that's the one that's coming to steam soon i believe so I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. Um, E7, great game. And then you would think that that would be the end of my E's marathon. But yeah. I, decide, I oh, decided wait, to pick up... there's more! Yes, there's more, because I picked up E's Origin. And kind of a funny story, I, I bought it Tuesday morning, and then the game went on sale that afternoon. Oh. So I, I ended up refund. having to... Yeah, I ended up having to go to sony and being like uh oh, hey can sony. i get seven dollars oh. credit and they did yay that's, that's nice yeah enough. usually they're pretty cool about that and it doesn't hurt to just ask so i picked that up and yeast origin takes place the entire game takes place in the tower that you're in at the end of the game in yeast one and the goal is that the two goddesses went missing and you're on a mission to find them. And there's three different characters. Well, actually, at first, there's two different characters you can play as. And I think after you beat the game once, a third character unlocks. And that third character um, like really ties into the story. So I might end up playing through this twice just to see what the deal is with that third character because supposedly it like tie, it all ties completely into Yi's one. And <clears throat> Yi's origin uses the same engine as Oath and Fulgana and Ark of Nepishtim. So it's a lot more platformy than say Salsetta or Yi Seven and at first, I was kind of turned off like that because I really don't like the platforming yeast games as much, as much because I'm just terrible at that kind of platforming. But the game has kind of grown on me. You get different, you get different um, magic abilities to use. Um, you get a big old axe that you can run around with and stuff like that. So I'm digging this game. I'm hoping that I'll be able to finish it like within a week or so. 
um, mainly because uh, I Am Sitsuna finally went on sale on the Switch, and I ended up picking that up, and I'm oh. kind of itching to play that, too. Okay. I'm interested to see what you think about that. Yeah, I'm kind of debating getting it now that it's on sale. Uh, it's not on sale that much, though. 33% off? Yeah. Like, given what I've heard about that game and my experience playing it, I would want it to be 66% <laughs> or more. I don't know. It, $30 just seemed a little bit more of a sell to me than 40 I mean, 40 for a digital-only game is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Plus, uh, don't, don't Switch games not really go on sale that often? Not yet, no. Not yet. I'm sure that'll change. Well, I mean, there's not a ton of motivation to put them on. Well, they don't have because, that many games. Right. I mean, there are so few games that people are just buying everything. Yeah, I think Has Been Heroes is cheap now. That's like one of the few. Yeah, and uh, I still wouldn't recommend buying it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard mixed reviews about Has Been Heroes. I've heard some people said that it was great, and some people said that it was just awful. Right. To me, it kind of looked like a watered-down mobile game. No, it, the look is fine. I mean, it looked great to me. It was plain. It is just a slog. I don't enjoy it. I'll, I'll just say that. <laughs> and maybe somebody does. I know somebody was streaming it on the RP Gamer channel. Uh, uh, Wheels was, right? Um, I don't know how that went for him, but uh, I only watched a bit of it and said, oh, I can't stand watching this anymore. Um, but uh, not for me, that's for sure. <laughs> that's what's been the frustrating thing about the Switch is that it's such an awesome system, but right now, like, literally the only things I have for it are, well, I mean, now I am Setsuna, but before it was just Zelda and Cave Story. And it was and like, they just okay. just an update to Cave Story. Yeah. Like classic yeah, it, mode or something. Mm-hmm. What about Bomberman? I'm not oh, into Bomberman. Oh, no. Are you, do you like Bomberman on the Switch, Jonathan? Oh, on the Switch, I don't know, but I like Bomberman in general. Yeah, the Switch version has not done well in the review sphere. <laughs> Anna has a copy of it, though. I yep. licked it. Um, <laughs> and uh, you got to try Switch it out. All Switch games must be licked. All Switch games must be licked, yes. It's a requirement. But, I mean, I've wanted to play my Switch so bad that I'm, like, really contemplating wanting to get the Disgaea port, but... I don't want to spend $60 on something that I already have. I did. Because <laughs> I'm crazy. The Disgaea port is taunting me. I mean, it's like, it's an enhanced version, right? It's got all the crap built into it. Like the DLC I and know. stuff, right? So there's that at least. I know. Well, ho- hopefully by the time I get this kind of switch fever out of my system, then maybe it'll have price dropped a little bit. I just I think that six, sixty bucks for that game that's been out for like what two years is just a it's little a bit, bit high, pricey. Huh? Yeah, just a little bit. I bet you if by Black Friday time this year, you should be able to get some deals there. <laughs> and then at that point, uh, what Mario Odyssey? And I'm actually looking curious about the um, Mario and Rabbids game. Well, that's just a few weeks from now, right? Yeah. I will let you know I about think that. so. <laughs> that's, a, that's a game so, that hopefully I'm, I'm on target to jump into once I'm done with Final Fantasy XIV's uh, stuff. So that would be good timing for me. Uh, let's see. When is that Mario Rabbids coming out? That's um, August 29th. Yeah, like in three weeks. 
I was just looking at that the other day and was getting excited. Are you going to play too, Anna? I kind of want to, yeah. Oh. Are we going to have to compete for the Switch? Oh, I'm more interested in getting Anna into all the XCOM games now after she's done with the with the the XCOM trainer for I mean, Switch. I've always said that I think the premise of XCOM is interesting, but the story doesn't intrigue me. Don't you, the story doesn't matter. You're you're defending the world against aliens. Now go kill all the things and defeat these giant snake people before the doomsday clock runs out. Come on. Yawn. Get on it. Yeah, it's not really a story game. It's a a lot yeah, of these make your mean, own stories with your soldiers. That's my problem, though. Is she wants a story? I if a game she wants have, a visual novel. <laughs> if a game doesn't have a good story Commander. to go with it, I'm just not that interested. <laughs> Imagine like, I'm like that for story games. Like if it's a, like an RPG, and if it has a bad story, that's a big turnoff. But to me, part of the story is your the battles and the stories you make with your characters and who lives and who dies and who levels up. <clears throat> Greetings, so Commander. You never notice me. <laughs> <laughs> I, want the, I want the visual novel version of XCOM now. <laughs> Somebody make that for me. <clears throat> so anyways, I got distracted by the I got distracted by the rabbits trailer again because it has a pretty rock and metal tune on it. I don't know about that rabbits game. Oh. I've hated rabbits in the past, but the premise is pretty cool I oh, i've always liked rabbits that's my problem oh uh, yeah then you're you're uh you're definitely sunk uh, yeah i'm 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 screwed on this one so <laughs> we have to figure out where we're going to pre-order it from because there are some places you pre-order it you get an air freshener <laughs> i'm sorry what an, an <laughs> air, freshener. air freshener <laughs> i don't want one you don't want one Anna. Oh. remember they give you headaches i know that's why i'm being snapped. oh you mean you mean the thing that you hang from your Rearview mirror. I thought they, they they like give you a can of air freshener. Like that would also be amazing. That would be amazing. Uh, what I want, of course, as a pre-order item for a rabbit is a plunger. Is the most appropriate thing to get a pre-order item for a rabbit's game because they are all about their plungers. Um, ah! But uh, yeah, apparently not the way they chose to go. So. Were you surprised? Um, I didn't know there was a pre-order item at all, actually. So. Oh. So I'm going to go look that up now because I want to see what they are. Oh, let's see. Pre-order now and get the Pixel Pack. Oh, great. There's a collector's edition in the UK? But not here. Not here? Then how do you get the, the Amiibo? Oh, it's not an Amiibo. It's not an Amiibo. Oh, that's right. They released all those figurines that should be Amiibos, and none of them and are Amiibos. They are and they not cost amiibos. way more than Amiibos. <laughs> oh, Anna. What are we doing now? Or, Kelly, did you have more to, that you played, or we um, did? More Berseria. Berseria! That, that's just How's that going? Kind of. Um, that's, I mean, I'm really enjoying the game. I'm enjoying it a hell of a lot more than I enjoyed Zestria, that's for sure. And, uh, Zavid shows back up, but he, I don't think he's a playable character in this game, which that kind of made me disappointed, but I'm, I'm still enjoying that game. I really like the battle system in that game a lot more than Zestria too, because it's okay. a lot more simplified. You can oh, just, is it? <laughs> you can yeah, actually oh, yeah, understand oh, you it? Can, <laughs> yeah, you just... 
load up your combos and each button you can have a different combo going so you can have um like the x button be completely different from the o buttons combos and each button you can do that with so there's really a lot of variety in combat compared to Sestria and you don't have to worry about that whole you know hold a button in a direction to make this combo happen and that kind of stuff and it's a lot easier to pull off mystic arts in this game because there's just a one button press instead of having to like be in mid combo and then hold a button and all that stuff and I'm just really having a lot more fun with this game than I did with Zestria. I I really think if you're going to play either of them, that um, Berseria is the way to go. But I'm about right. a third of the way through the game. I didn't get to play it much this week because I had a lot of crap going on. And just by the time I was getting to the uh, PlayStation, it was really late at night. I was like, I don't want to boot this up to just have to go to bed in an hour. Oh, and and the other thing I did was spent way too much money on that new WoW mountain pet combo. Oh, you got that. All right. So what's up with that little kitty cat? Does it have wings or something, or what's going on with it? It's just a color-changing... The gimmick with they, those two is that they're just color-changing mountain... Uh, oh, the colors just rotate pet. or something? Or? Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was another kitty cat mountain. Hey, they managed to release this one without a controversy this time. Wait. Uh, what? what was uh, a controversy last time, last time? When they released the Mystic Runesaber mount, that was like two days either before or after they said no flying in Draenor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, it was clearly a case of the PR team and the dev team not communicating. And a lot of people got really pissed off about it because the text on the website for the Mystic Greensaber said, let your wings fly in Draenor or something uh. like that. <laughs> Oopsie! <sighs> so, yeah. Well done. It was amusing, but at the same time, I was pissed off at no flying in Draenor, and then later they changed their mind. I actually unsubbed, and that was what I listed as my reason why when that happened. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I wasn't the only one. There was a lot of people that was pissed about that, myself included. Pretty sure they already always planned to have the flying in Draenor. They just hadn't figured out when. But all right. I don't know. I don't want to Monday morning quarterback that. That. Yeah. That was an interesting time for WoW. Needless to say. <sighs> I'm glad we're through that to an expansion that everyone thinks is better, but everyone is unsubscribing at a rapid rate. So <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. Legion's weird. <laughs> Are you excited for Argus or? I, I, in theory, yes, but I'm also not playing the game right now. So I'm completely uh-huh. unsubscribed. Anna's completely unsubscribed. I don't know if you're still playing, Kelly. Yeah, okay. I, I pop on on the weekends on occasion. I'm kind of leveling alts right now. All right. Um, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what alt to level next, so I actually rolled a dice to figure out who I wanted to work on next, and ended up rolling my paladin no pun intended and that's who i'm 
working on right now. Face rolling the paladin. Yeah, but I mean, it sounds like Argus is going to have like seven point three is going to have enough content for like a mini expansion. Yeah, it does sound pretty beefy. But yeah, I mean, I can't get sucked back in. Yes, you can. Maybe I'll get nope. excited nope. after yes. BlizzCon. I, I don't know. It bumps me and, out that I'm not interested in WoW because it's kind of been my staple thing for so long. Jonathan's saving his sucked back in for Destiny 2, right? Well, I never got sucked into Destiny oh, 1. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. I thought, for some reason, I, I thought you it. had. <laughs> I have it. I played it for a bit, but nah, didn't do it. Actually, playing Destiny 1 made me think, like, this is a really not as good of a shooter, not as good of an MMO, uh, MMO and it got me playing WoW again. Oh. No, you so like, just came the, up with the best concept desired. accidentally. MNMORPG. <laughs> MNMORPG. Anna, we need to make this. We're all MMs. No, you get to eat all the MMs <laughs> together in a party online. I, I gotta go. We don't have any MMs right now. But Destiny 2 being on PC, maybe, and if I have friends that. Oh, I that's, play with, that's get what it. you're gonna do is PC, probably? If I do, it'll yeah. yeah. Trying to play shooters on controllers just drives me nuts now. And I'm, I'm trying not to sound too PC elite. I just it's what I think. PC master race. PC, PC exactly. elite. PC elite. I need to send Jonathan my PC master race. PC gaming master race mouse pad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should yet, not be not surprised only, that such a thing exists. It's a zero punctuation mouse, mouse <laughs> pad, too. <laughs> you guys saw the picture. Did I? Yeah, because I keep it next to my cat basket on my desk. Oh, okay. Cat basket. But yet, yeah, not only is 7.3 going to be huge, but... It's also going to have a new rating with Leisha's achievement where you do all the cataclysm dungeons to get mini pets. And I I love those achievements so much. Are you guys familiar with the rating with I Leisha's? I haven't done those, no. Um, it's where each boss in old raids drops a mini pet mm. version. And if you get all of them, then you get a quest. You get kind of a mini pet pertinent to that whole expansion. Cool. Like um, the Ulduar... An Ice Crown series dropped like a uh, Algalon version of a rabbit, or no, Aww. that was like the final one. Or um, some of the Burning Crusade ones dropped or had like a Naru mini pet at the end called K- Cute <laughs> or Cute. You know what I still need to do? I need to go back and get all the Pepe stuff, all the Pepe traveling achievements, because I want to be able to summon him whenever. Because I can't do that right now. But that would involve going into your least favorite expansion, Kelly. Yeah. See, I can't even solo uh, that expansion stuff right now. I'm still too... Like, even at 110, it's still too hard. Yeah, Typically, I don't know you if you can solo of... it all, but I, I forget how it all works. You have to, like, have Pepe on you and then go do a bunch of different stuff. I don't know how it works. <sighs> yeah. But I want more Pepe. That is exactly how it works. Okay. You already know how it works, Anna. Yeah, you go get Pepe in your um, 
garrison and then you go do stuff while without dying. Without dying. Without oh, dying. okay. Because Pepe goes flies away if you die. Okay. I'm actually annoyed that Pepe was a toy and not a mini pet that you could use to fight with. I don't know. To me, it makes more sense for him to be a mini pet. I, mean, I don't think I, you're getting a lot of support on this one because I don't think anybody knows what a mini pet is. No, I know what a mini pet is. It's a pet. Straight up pets. But you can battle with them. No, that's the and point. Yet, huh? And yet the achievement is called What a Strange Interdimensional Trip It's Been. That's right. Must kill all listed bosses while you have the Pepe buff active. That's right. I think it's important. Anna we go back to wow that's the first thing we're doing okay <laughs> anna thinks she might be done with wow forever i know it's sad it is sad rip wow rip wow it's like all right they finally did everything they could they listened to people they fixed the things and still people are losing interest and and, and meanwhile there's still millions of people playing this game right so course we're calling the death of this game um <laughs> and there's like a would you like to discuss community. the death of nintendo next yeah i know right <laughs> so when when does wow 2.0 have to actually happen rather than just wow fake 2.0 aka cataclysm would it be wow or would it be something else i don't know dude i don't know it probably should be something else <laughs> if gonna i mean actually. how much longer are they gonna they've really messed with the canon of that story and all the weird stuff they've done just to stretch it out. Well, that's why I feel like they're they're working towards an ending with the demons, maybe. Because then they have another expansion where you finally put an end of all the, the main conflicts. And be like, all right, cool. Done. Done with Until WoW. Until they go back in time and change it all again. No. You, you have two options. One, you're just done. <laughs> two, you bring out a new RTS. <laughs> that, that one ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious to see what this new or what BlizzCon's going to bring this year because really I don't know where else they're going to be able to go with this whole story unless they just start making crap up. What have they been doing? Kelly, I've, yeah, What's... I got news for you. They've been doing that for a while. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, unless they start making That's what writing is. <laughs> well, and that's what in particular this expansion's been. Is it? Alright. Let's kill this person. Oh, that's very sad. Now let's kill this person. That's very sad. Let's go here. Let's let's unkill this person. <laughs> Cause you really cause we did a very poor job with his story in the last expansion. So let's unkill him and actually do his story. <laughs> that's Illidan. In case you couldn't figure it out. I guess I was not prepared. <laughs> da, 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 da. Time for news. <laughs> okay. First off, we got a dot hack remaster getting a physical version in North America. It's already out in Europe. No. Okay. Oh, it's already coming to Europe. Yeah. I find yeah, so this one weird. Why? I mean, I think the only reason why they do it is because these games kind of fetch a decent price as collectibles on the PS2. But even when they came out. On the PS2, they weren't that popular. They're kind of a 
I wouldn't even say occulted almost. They're just kind of I mean, a lot of people they felt they're average. I think they kind of came before their time was the problem because I mean this is about being trapped inside of an MMO. Back when yeah. MMOs weren't really a thing. Well, I, I think a lot of them yeah. came out during like WoW and Final Fantasy XI and all that. The early WoW. Because some of them 2004, 2005, 2006-ish, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. I am not sure about the exact... I have a question for you all. Okay. What do you think's easier to figure out? Or what's what What do you think is more complicated? The the Kingdom Hearts timeline or the dot .hack timeline? Kingdom Hearts. What's going to take more time to understand and read through and Kingdom, figure out? Kingdom Hearts. Well, Kingdom Hearts has those goofy point fives and point eights and all that crap, so it's... Yeah, but doesn't dot remember. hack has dot hack has like the the first trilogy there's seven there's yeah, there's, there's anime there is another trilogy of games there's like four other anime series entirely mangas i i don't know um yeah but it's really easy because it's divided between what's happening in real life and what's happening in the game is and it? there's okay. a very clear division about those two things you could experience one without experiencing the other at all. What are you talking about? A, the what's happening in the world versus what's happening in real life. Yeah, but so all everything everything sets in is in set in dot hack happens in the world with like no. a couple scenes outside of the world. No, that's not true. There's an entire anime that came with the original series that is based on what's happening in the real world. Oh, that's like an OVA that doesn't count. Why yeah. not? Because. The, they're usually like setup sort of things that you you watch before you start playing the game. <laughs> Actually, if you watch them before the game, they're like totally spoiler. Oh no! <laughs> All right, so, are you a, are you a dot hat expert, Jonathan? No. Nope, not at all. Okay, well maybe a dot hack expert can write in and let us know. I mean, is this complicated? Kind of and more importantly, is it worth going back and doing all that? <laughs> well, I, a big complaint on too was the gameplay was just kind of meh. So, unless they fix the game, that, that was for things, you. But I that doubt was meta or or login or all of them. Well, I mean, there's like six or seven of them, right? So yeah. some of the I don't remember. I just remember it was hey, more of the same meh, more of the same meh. On yeah, but you reviews. know that's the same case with Neptunia. But Anna enjoyed that. Nap, 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 nap. <laughs> Man, I I played the first dot dot hack uh, trilogy. Not the GU one, but the one that came before that. Log and in. I have, I have no memory of that game <laughs> of it at whatsoever. All, huh? And th- and that wasn't even like a fever dream induced no wow. memory. That was just like I played it and I don't remember anything that happened. I really think the reason why they're doing it is because they fetch such high prices. The PS2 games. Yeah, but do. if they were going to do it based on what got a better price, they would do the original quadrilogy. No, I think those these are the expensive ones. I think one of them's like hundred bucks. I sold off my original um, quadrilogy and the guides. They were worth a lot of money. Hmm. Quadrilogy now? Yeah, the first one had four titles. They had four. Goo had oh three gosh. originally, and this one adds a fourth. No, this is just three. It says the Dot Hack GU trilogy is Rebirth, Reminiscence, yeah. and and Redemption. They're adding a fourth episode. Where? They've talked about it. I don't see that. Okay. It's not listed here. Okay. Yeah, that's why uh the first the first four they're not that high. It's it's quarantine that's big money. Oh, okay. And then re 
Rebirth, Redemption, and Reminisce are all $40, $55 range. The first three, Infection, Mutation, and Outbreak are 30 and below. Huh, interesting. They've so. dropped a lot since I sold them then. Quarantine is the big, the big money. It's 130 bucks. Yep. I think I sold mine for like $200. Let's see. Dot Hack Quarantine Box Manual DVD only. 85 bucks. What does that mean? Box manual DVD. It's not only. complete. No game. What is it missing? Oh, there's no game? Is that what that means? Yep. Why would you not have the game? Have you had the disc only? GameStop? <laughs> so they've got the, so had... the box, the manual, and the liminality anime. That's mm. crazy. Okay. Well, wow. <laughs> dot hack please seriously if you if you have like if you if you're a dot hack uh guru assuming such a thing ooh, a dot g guru dot g dot u dot r dot u yeah i thought there's someone on the side who's played them all yeah, yeah. adrian yeah write in and, yeah, okay. and tell us like what the heck <laughs> all right lost sphere except sphere is spelled s-p-h-e-a-r it's coming out in January. Finally got a date. Uh, this is from Tokyo RPG fa- Factory, the people who made um, I, Am I Am Setsuna. Setsuna. Yeah. It's coming uh, in Japan on October 12th this year. North America and Europe, January 23rd. Uh, pre-orders, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's, uh, it's looking like a very similar engine to Setsuna. So will it be good? Will it be bad? I don't know. Certainly, technically, the game seemed to have a lot of potential, so we'll see how this one shapes up. The Metronomicon Save the Dance Floor. This is the console version of Metronomicon. I did get a chance to play this at E3. plays pretty well. It's like uh, Amplitude, um, but it's uh, it's it's like DD, it's DDR-style Amplitude, so you, know, it, it, so you are doing DDR moves in a, in a column and then switching to the next column after you kind of finish up that column enough, and then you're trying to get them all going at once, and when you, when you do a couple measures in a column, it launches an attack or a heal, and it's, it's really cool. I think Metronomicon's cool, and I need to get around to actually just playing the whole thing. Um, but it is uh, coming out on PS4 on August 29th, Xbox One on August 30th, It'll be thirty. Uh, excuse me. It'll be twenty dollars, and they got a trailer out. So, ooh, trailer. Uh, Etrian Odyssey Five is getting a launch edition. So, they put out a trailer for the Dragoon. I know a trailer for the the Warlock also hit this week. Um, what what is the launch edition details? What are they doing? Feature some additional items. So you get a twenty-four page art book, a six track arranged cd and an outer box to store all that and the game so are you going to be jumping into eo5 anna oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i can't wait okay when is that coming later in 2017 Um, yeah no november November, you think i think so i have it pre-ordered they haven't really announced a final date yeah though it looks like all right Here's a weird one, Anna. How about, uh, and speaking of MMORPGs, uh-huh. um, how about uh, FFXVORMRPGs? Final Fantasy 15 online? Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a. If you have like a season a pass, news. you're invited to a beta of what will eventually be released as part of the season pass, or you could buy it separately, and that is a multiplayer expansion. It's called Comrades. 
Um, the beta is going on right now um, <laughs> on Xbox Live and PSN. Uh, you have to, yeah, and you do need to have PS Plus or Xbox Live Gold to do it because um, it's online play. Anyway, you get to create and customize a unique avatar that you can take into quests. And there are three different quests to choose from during the test. Um, and you can have up to eight player made avatars. I don't know what's going on here. So I guess eight player made avatars on your account. It's and and eventually you'll be able to play as all the, the main characters as well um, once the final version comes. Uh, players will be matched up with others for the tests, but the single player, the, the, the final version will also have single player options for the multiplayer expansion. Go figure. I don't even know what that means. Um, Let's see. They've got some. Let's let's check this official website link here. There's supposed to be more details here. So, what are we doing? Tell us what you do in this. <sighs> what do you do in the multiplayer expansion? Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, playable characters. Develop avatars using experience gained from defeating enemies and completing quests. Um, okay. Yeah, you can do dress up. Okay, you have lots of weapons. Collect and equip royal sigils as you progress, which give you enhancements. Explore quests with storylines as well as single-player quests. You can play with other people, up to three other players, so that you're making a four-person party. Um, and then, I don't know. I don't know what the point of this is. I guess it's like GTA uh, 5 online. You know, they're yeah. going for some of that. They're really milking this Final Fantasy 15, aren't they? Oh, yeah. have you seen like the terrible mobile game? Oh yeah, the my fishing gosh. game? No. No, that's the VR game. That game looks like a masterpiece oh, yeah. compared to the mobile game. <laughs> the mobile game is like the worst like game of war knockoff, terrible, poorly translated, poorly interfaced. 8000 ads and timers on your screen when you log into this thing. It is the worst. Oh, is it that tire defense looking game? Yeah, except yeah. when I was playing it, there was no tower defense, so I don't even know what the I I, like, if, I think there are ads that literally say at the bottom of them, this ad is not representative of g actual gameplay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I have, it is uh, that bad. <laughs> I play Wars with Friends, and that, that Final Fantasy fifteen like war thing always pops up. Yeah. And it's like drag your little thing over here, and it's just pointing to a little spot where you can put a little defense item. Yeah. I thought Most it was of a those ads, th that stuff isn't in the game, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know why Square Enix approved this. I don't know why they didn't like have a clause that said if the mobile game comes out and is terrible, we can shut it down. Or they just don't care because it's probably making money, and that's all that matters, right? So that mobile game. I imagine it was popular in Japan or something. And you know, as much as I love that game, I couldn't, I wouldn't feel be able to sleep at night if I downloaded that pile of garbage. Chris did just so that he could say, "Yep, it's a pile of garbage." It really is a pile of garbage. Thank, thank you for falling on that grenade for us, Chris. I, I didn't fall on it for very long, but man. Hey, um, if you do have Final Fantasy fifteen, they've tempor temporarily reopened the Moogle Chocobo Carnival. So if you didn't get a chance to get those uh, the stuff from all that, you can get back in and get it right now, I guess. So I guess there's some controversy going on with that event, though, because if what? you partially completed it, you can redo it. 
But if you fully completed it, you can't redo it. Yeah, there's no need to. I mean, this is just to give people a chance who didn't finish it to yeah, finish it. Yeah, but the idea is is if you went through 90% of it and got 90% of the rewards, yeah. you can now go back and get those rewards again. Yeah, there's not that much. Yeah, but I mean, it's people a are entitled about Anna, it. It's mostly just a t-shirt and yeah. the experience. Yep. So, I don't know. But I'm telling you, people are mad hey, about this. Hey, more importantly, the Power Ranger suits are out now. Oh, excuse me, the Magitech exosuits. They're really ugly. (laughs) Like, so ugly. I can't wait till I get back into that game. There's going to be so much weird stuff they've added that it's like, what did they do to this game? (laughs) I still need to finish episode prompto. I haven't done any. I haven't done Gladiolus. I haven't finished the game. I haven't even seen the infamous chapter 13, which I guess now I get to see the fixed version. I haven't even started playing the game. Oh, man. You win. <laughs> yeah, I think Anna's waiting for the game of the year version to be out because that'll signify that all the big changes are done and then she'll jump in. <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got a Path of Exile Xbox One beta going on. Hasn't that game been out for a while? Path of Exile's been on out for forever. But, okay. Yeah. Um, but they've got an Xbox One version. Um, Xbox One expansion. I. This is the expansion I've been playing. The Fall of Oria that I've talked about on the show before. But now the beta is up for the... Uh, you can sign up for the beta on their website. Pathofexile.com slash Xbox. Go ahead. Is it going to be free on Xbox as well? You're going to have to buy yeah, it on that? of course it's free. Well, it's Why on a console. It free? It's a free-to-play action RPG. How would it not be free? Yeah. Um. No. They, oh, no. Oh, no, no. Dude. The, uh... Like Neverwinter's free to play on Xbox. Okay. No, they do free to play. I bet you. I bet you the reason they're not on PS4 is because they don't, or something like that. Um, Warframe. Oh yeah, PS4s don't free to play too. So I don't know. Whatever. They're on Xbox. Oh, anyway, so that's going on. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven has been announced to come over to the West. But they haven't announced what platforms it's going to be. I don't care. We're getting it. It'll be Switch and PS4. You don't think you you don't think we'll get 3DS at all? No. Nah. Okay. Mm. Even of, though that version sold way more in Japan. Well, you know what? Two things. One, that's Japan, not here. Two, I think it'll depend on how the Switch versus 3DS are doing by the time that they're going to actually be able to release this thing. Fair point. Or will it be Switch and 3DS? Yeah. Uh, the, yep. The Switch version Maybe has the PS4 like version no is the ETA one up in there. at all for it. I think the Switch version is guaranteed here. Um, and that, you know, it's going to be coming later. Maybe even then the first versions in the US. But, um, yeah, they're probably just trying to make decisions about PS4 versus 3DS. Or just 3DS no, period, I, right? I bet you they'll do the PS4 one. You think? I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be... I think PS4 is guaranteed. You think PS4 is guaranteed? All right, so the only guarantee is PS4, so... hmm. To me, the Switch version would be probably the PS4 version. Because the 3DS is going to have the dual screen. So I don't think you... To me, that's going to be the oddball. Yeah, so if you can avoid localizing that, that would probably be in their best interest. Hmm. 
It was also pointed out that this is the fastest a localization has ever been announced for a mainline um, Dragon Quest game. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's Interesting. Very nice. That usually, like, we hear about it like a year after it's been out in Japan. So it's so about fact- time for them to announce Rocket Slime 2, right? Um, there's been like five Rocket Slime <laughs> games, Chris. I meant for the West. Oh, <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> It's never coming. Yeah, don't hold your breath. Uh, we'll get Mother 3 before we get Rocket Slime 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Please make that the title of the podcast. <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter Stories has a North American release date. Yay! Finally. I thought it already had a date, but now it has no, one again. Remember I asked Wheels about this, and mm-hmm. he was like, I thought it had a date. And it's like, no, it has an Amazon placeholder date. No, they had a... They were saying stuff at E3, but whatever. They were saying this year. They were saying very soon. Okay, you're right. They must not have. Okay, it has a date now. It's September 8th. Yay! (laughs) So let's go with that. Monster Hunter Stories is the more traditional RPG turn-based kind of game, right? Yep. Oh, that's what it was, Anna. It had a European date, but not a North American date. And people figured it'd be the same, and guess what? It's totally It's the same. Oh, is it? It's entirely the same. Oh, my bad. (laughs) There'll be a demo in three days. I'm just going to wait and Ooh. play it. You're going to... Oh. I'm going to see if there's a might, bonus for the demo or not. But, yeah. I might try out the demo because there's a lot of stuff competing for my money this fall. So, okay. I kind of want to see how it is. Mm, Eglia is out. Anna, yes. you got this already. Yeah, but, but I haven't, haven't had a chance it? to play it. Okay, so this is on iOS and Android. It's called Eglia Legend of the Red Cap. It's done by the Brownie Brown People's New Studio. I don't know what's going on. Brownies Incorporated? Is that what it's called now? Huh? Eglia is created by the studio founded by Mana Series designers and Brownie Brown, now one-up studio founders, Kameoka Shinichi and Koji Tsuda. <laughs> so, there's, so the people made Mana, went to, some of them went to Brownie Brown, right? Yeah. And now now that's one up studio. Yeah. And this game's being put up by Brownies Incorporated. So I don't know what's going on with the company names. It's a bunch of people that used to work at Square Enix and they jumped out to a bunch of different companies and now they're working together again. Well, okay. How about and some that? of them well, except that everything Brownie Brown has been kind of mediocre at best. Yeah, like Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Like Magical Star Sign? I liked that uh-huh. game. Okay. Like I don't know. Let's let's Brownie Brown. What do they make? Brownie Brown games. Let's go over this. Oh, one up studio, excuse me now. Let's see. List of games developed. They made Magical Vacation. I really liked that game. I have that on my hacked Nintendo DS because it never came out here, right? Yeah. I played Is it. Is there a on way your... to play it? I played it on your hacked DS. Oh, did you play it? Yes. You finished it? It's... No. Oh, you just talked. Is there a fan translation for that? I don't know. I feel like something happened with that and I don't remember. Um, I do remember, well, whatever. The sequel came out here. Um, so yeah. let me get there. Um, Mother 3, they made that. Speaking of Mother 3. So um, Sword of Mana, if you liked that. I did like that. Okay. I played that in Hawaii. <laughs> Nintendo DS, they put out Magical Star Sign, which is your Magical Vacation sequel. Yeah, it's the one that you got to draw the shapes on the screen. They made Heroes of Mana. Blue Dragon Plus. Okay, that was a pooper. Lively Garden. Um, they made the London Life... Lively Garden? Lively. L-I-V-L-Y. 
It, oh. I don't think it came out here. No, I don't think so. Okay. London Life, the RPG inside Professor Layton and the Last Spectre. Oh, that was fun. Do you liked that? I did. Okay. I it a lot. Okay. And A Kappa's Trail, which is a downloadable game for DSi. They cooperated on development on Super Mario 3D Land, which was an amazing game on 3DS. So that's good. Fantasy Life, they did production assistance, which is so I mean, all right. You're you're saying a bunch of games that are good, Chris. The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes. Uh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. That so, yeah, as soon as you get excited, I got one to take you down. <laughs> bad it just wasn't as good as they did development goals. cooperation so keep in mind all these l- last ones they've just been doing development cooperation because i guess the studio was changing and and going under its metamorphosis to one-up studio or whatever anyway super mario 3d world they contributed to and captain toad treasure tractor they contributed to so now, bear in mind when triforce heroes i was interested in that game until they said that you could only play it with three people yeah, not two that's a bummer that was just such a misstep. I just love how many real-time strategy games came out for the Nintendo DS that really shouldn't have been real-time strategy games. You got that Final Fantasy um, 12 one. You got that Blue Dragon one. You got the I Heroes of Mana one. Final Fantasy. I liked <laughs> I did too. I played the... I got leveled up to like 99 on that Final Fantasy I played Revenant Wings and I hadn't even played 12. And the Heroes of Mana one wasn't that bad either. Uh, is that the GBA one or the DS one? That was the DS one. DS. Uh, the okay. DS one was the RTS for the Mana series. Gotcha. I didn't play it. That wasn't was a, that good either. That was a fun game. <sighs> All right. I Chris, I Chris you're a hater. <laughs> I couldn't finish it. I'm sorry. I tried. Then again, I don't really like the PS2 one either. Or, excuse me, oh, the I PS... Hated. Well, I, everyone hates the PS2 one. I meant the PS1 one. Uh, Legend of Mana. I don't, oh, I like that game. I think it has some good music and a good stage or two, yeah. and overall the game's a disappointment. That's a, that's a common... That's a very mixed uh, mixed review game. But I know but there are a lot right of people that, who really love that game, so... But you're right, that PS2 uh, one was garbage. <laughs> that one... Dawn that of one Man made, or whatever? No, not yeah, Dawn it Man gave me motion sickness and Physics the controls. The controls are so bad that I think I ended up like game sharking the game just to get through it. Nice. And I don't know why I tortured myself like that. So now, with all that in mind, they've got a new game out called Eglia. Um, you control an elf named Chabo who's fallen from the sky and landed on the continent of Eglia. New areas of the world are sealed within eggs, and players are tasked with developing the world by making houses, summoning spirits, warding off monsters, and forming alliances. In other words, this is an Ana game. It's light in a mana. Sort of, except it's a tactical RPG. Yeah, but I mean, the way that you build out the world is just like Legend of Mana. This looks way better than Legend of Mana, though. Okay. We'll see. It's out, so you can try it now. Chinese Souls-based RPG. Souls-based? Souls-like? All right. Let me let me read to you this line because it's very confusing. If I try to paraphrase it. Um, another indie studio. Yes, that's the name. They've announced that it has plans to release Dark Star. That's the developer. Their title, the action RPG Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. Sinner, colon, Sacrifice for Redemption. That's the game. They're going to release it worldwide. 
It's inspired by the Souls games. You uh, star is a dude who lost his memory and seeks to overcome his past by fighting the manifestations of his sins. So, yeah, it's a Souls-like. Also, you can level down um, in, on purpose to f- help fight the sins. So you can... Okay, interesting. Uh, it's coming out 2018. There's a trailer. You can check it out see if you are into that. Sunless Skies is coming to Early Access. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Sunless Skies. That's the sequel to Sunless Sea. So this is like Cthulian dank or dark horror. Dank horror. (laughs) You know, six of one, half dozen of the other. (laughs) Dank (laughs) horror. It's coming to early access. Um, On August 30th. So if you're into that. uh, If you're into them dank horrors. Into that dank horror. (laughs) There's more Persona spinoffs coming. Anna, tell us about the Personas. All right. So there's going to be Persona Q2. And the only thing we know about it right now is that it's going to have Final Fantasy, or sorry, Persona 5 people in it. And then they announced Persona 3, Persona Dancing All Night 3 and Persona Dancing All Night 5. And they actually have official titles and they're dumb. It's like Persona Dancing Stars and Persona Dancing, Dancing Moon. Moon or yeah. Oh, it's, it's like a Pokemon it's game. It's a Pokemon game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited for all of these. Particularly um, Persona, might... particularly P, uh, Persona Q2. Yeah, I uh, I called it. You called it? I just it? want to put that out there. No, I like even before they registered the domain names, I made a tweet that said, Hey, Alice, you want to get um, 60 more dollars of my money? Make a percent of Q2 with P5 characters. Actually, no, I take that back. It was like $120 because I ended up buying that and the fighting game to get the full tarot set. Yep, me too. So, yeah, when they announced that, I was like, yeah, I predicted the future. Even though it was probably a foregone conclusion. So, you play Dancing All Night, Anna. Should I pick that up? When it's cheap, yeah. You didn't finish it, though, did you? I didn't. And that was the problem is, is it was a good game, but it struggled to keep me motivated to play it. Of course. Then again, you haven't really finished Trillion or Dragon Quest Eight either, so, you know. She's going to throw things at me. I am going to throw things at you. It's going to be great. She gets really upset about this. All right, so what are we talking about? Um, the, uh, Persona. You have, yeah, so Dancing Moon Knight and Dancing Star Knight, as opposed to Dancing All Night. Um, they're coming in spring of 2018 to Japan. And no release dates for Let Dark me Man. tell you something. They're planning to put it out on the PS4 and the Vita. That's what? right. They Vita think the game? they still think it's gonna be on the Vita, so we'll see when that gets switched to the Switch. Um, let's see the that would you be made funny, a pun. wouldn't it? Yeah, and oh, and um, memes came out with Morgana and Persona dancing. Go to bed. Well, I mean, the cool thing about having the Persona three characters back is we get more burn my bread. Nobody? Nobody? I don't remember the Burn My Bread So listen to the main song. Because when they say dread, it doesn't necessarily sound like dread. It actually kind of sounds a lot like bread. Burn my bread. 
And once you've heard it that way, you cannot <laughs> unhear it that way. I, I want to see these memes, Kelly. I don't know where you saw them. Oh. I want to see them. I, I saw them on my Tumblr. It was oh, yeah, having to do with Morgana yelling at you to go to bed. Yeah, I love that stuff. I'm, I went to YouTube now searching for Morgana go to bed, and I'm just seeing a lot of Morgana reads go to F to sleep to Joker type <laughs> things, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Um, all right, so there's your Persona spinoffs. Uh, Corey Gasper from Bioware passed away. Sad face. I don't know him, so... He did a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, right? He was a designer on Sonic Chronicles, yeah. Dragon Age Origins, Mass Effect 2 and 3, and Anthem, the new game they're still working on. So, um, that is... That happened this week. <sighs> Moment of silence. All right. So, um, if anyone knew that, my apologies and my condolences to Bioware and their family. Cladoon is coming out. Or, excuse me, Cladoon is getting a review on our site. It's up right now um, by <laughs> Mr. Papa Demetrio. Hey, you know how to pronounce it. I, only his last name, and I can't remember his... Uh, Harry. Harry, thank you. <laughs> His pseudonym. Harry put up a review of Cladone Returns. You can go check that out right now. Three out of five. Tokyo Xanatu has a review up. What'd they think? Four out of five by it, Alex it was, Fuller. It was good, but I think here's the dilemma that you're going to have is the better version is coming out later this year on PS4. Mm. So do you play it now in the portable version or do you wait and get the better version? We have two JRPG July updates that you can check out. And a Fallen Legion review. Oh, Anna, aren't you excited for Fallen Legion? Yeah, I think he didn't like the, it as much. I think some of the things that bothered Alex won't bother me as much. Okay, he gave it a three out of five. Right. Do you have that game already? Nope. Okay. All right, we got some briefs. There is a uh, boxers. The, no briefs. Oh. Uh, if you want to watch the E3 demo version of Nino Kuni Two, that um, you've probably you could have seen it already on various streams, but they've put up a dedicated video of it on YouTube, so you can go check that out. We've got it on our site as well. Um, so if you want to see the Nino Kuni E3 demo, you can check that out. Um, Digimon, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker, Hacker Memory, excuse me, which is the sequel to Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth or whatever the first one was called that I never finished. Um, they've got more details. Uh, you battle your Digimon online. Um, you can. It's coming early next year, and they've got some story details that I won't bother you with. Um, Digimon, Digimon are the champions or something. I don't know. Uh, Death and Re Semicolon Quest has more details. So we've got art for that game. What is that game? It's from Compile Heart. So whatever. <laughs> Does that mean it's going to be garbage? Does it mean it's going to be great? You can never tell, can you? With um, Compile Heart? Not yeah. really. It's in development for PS4. Um, uh, it's part of the brand that... Okay, I didn't know they had this. It's a Galapagos RPG brand, okay. which apparently covers Fairy Fencer F, Omega Quintet, and this game, Death End Request. 
So it, it, there's no there's no Japanese date for it yet. So, but if you're a big diehard fan of those types of games and those compiler games, there's art and stuff for you to go get psyched over right now. Yay! Uh, there are literally 17 new Monster Hunter World videos. They show off each of the weapons from the game. So I have not watched them all yet. I haven't watched any of them yet. I'm going to watch them all because <laughs> I'm really excited for Monster Hunter World. So. Uh, Yokai Watch 2 Psychic Specters has a release date. And are you going to be playing this? I am going to put it on my wish list. Why? Because um, you've already played Yokai Watch 2. Yeah, but I really liked it. And this adds new story and stuff. But, like, isn't it just like another version of the game you already played? Okay, the new story, you said. Yeah. Okay. All righty. I mean, it's sort of like there there is red and blue, and then there's yellow. Okay. Well, yellow it doesn't add that much. But okay. As a Pikachu walking. Yeah, it's a Pikachu walking around behind you, and that's all the difference for some people. I get it. Stardew Valley's delaying their multiplayer. And their Switch release. And the Switch release. Yeah. All right. No. Sorry. I know. I know. Uh, they don't have any new ta- time estimates, so yeah. You'll yeah. have to just play something else, or just keep working on your farm. Divinity Original Sin Two. Um, they have an update from their Kickstarter where they're talking about skill crafting and more. Um, Jonathan, did you watch that? Or are you just working on Divinity Original Sin and not worrying about the hype for the sequel? Well, I did kickstart the sequel. Okay. So I follow it to a degree, but I probably won't play it until I finish the first one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks good. looks more good stuff. I'm trying to figure out if I should go back and fit, play through the first one or not. <sighs> Most there's too many of those. Did you beat it? No, not even close. Yes. Not even close. Like, did you enjoy it while you were playing it? Yes. Then yes. But there's so many of these cool, good PC RPG games that I don't have time for, like Pillars of Eternity and all these other ones. Yeah, that one's good too. Oh, I beat that one. Gosh, they're so long and they're so deep and there's so many things to check and so many. My problem is I loot all the pots. I think that's my problem. I, I can't That's stop looting pots, you know? Part of the problem. And, and it so you, makes you're saying you need so to get long. off the pot? I need to get off the pot. <laughs> I need to loot or get off the pot. All right. <laughs> Kickstarter check-in. There's... <laughs> oh, gosh. There's a new Kickstarter game being uh, talked about. Uh, by the way, folks, Kickstarter this week has an automatic toothbrush that has raised how many million? Four million dollars. Yeah, four Anna? million dollars. They wanted eighty-five thousand or something. <laughs> so and it's just like a well giant funded. brush that you jam into the center of your. It mouth. looks like you're eating a, a you know a billiard ball, but <laughs> it, apparently it uh, it cleans your it teeth cleans your in teeth. ten seconds. Woo! Anyway, so <laughs> also on Kickstarter, a game called Re Colon Legend or Re Legend. It's a co-op monster raising RPG. Oh. It's a Sim JRPG, they say, where you, um, let's see, you're running around as a chibi character, uh, they're planting seeds. Oh, Anna, is this a game for you? There's fishing. I mean, I watched the video. And this the, is a Harvest Mooney game. The the dilemma that I have is it doesn't have anything that makes it stand out. Except all these elements and riding around on your monster and stuff? Harvest Moon doesn't have anything to stand out with anymore. Come on. Were you calling this game? I thought you called it Colon Legend. It's Re Colon Legend. Re Legend. 
R E colon legend. People are putting punctuation in their titles, and I don't know how to handle it. All right. We're talking about getting off the pot, and then you're bringing up colon legends. Listen, so when colon you, legend is the best you're going game. for here. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to see the epic encounter in colon legend. All right, so you can ride a hamster, Anna. All right. Yeah, that's got to be that's in, that's something. Listen, the game's in development, and what they've shown looks amazing. So they've already they know how to do a Kickstarter here, a lot better than the uh, the rhythm folks did on Rap <laughs> Rabbit. All right, so they have met their stretch. Uh, they only wanted fifty k. Nah, and that was the other thing that. What, are the, what does that like, even mean? Like, that, if that's all you need, you you don't need anything. Right. <laughs> it kind of feels with like a game that. I'm sorry. I should be clear. With a game that looks like this at this stage, if that you have all that and you're only asking for 50k, what are you really doing here? Um, if you have nothing, or if you have a game that's very obviously just being made by a person, and you're asking for 50k, that's a different story. But this looks pretty professional and pretty polished for you just to be wanting 50k also their stretch goals are things like um a live orchestra recording if we get to a hundred thousand dollars um full voice acting at two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> nintendo switch at two hundred fifty thousand. playstation 4 two hundred eighty thousand. what so what are they doing without any of that just pc yeah i don't know anyway they are out of kuala lumpur uh, in malaysia so that's cool i don't s- remember seeing much out of that at region so it's nice to see games from different regions of the world so yeah well uh go check it out see if you like it um of course to get into it it's uh 30 is their is their lowest tier they're just like forget all the thank you tiers like 30 bucks gets you the game excuse me all those dollars i've been saying have been malaysian dollars i guess or singapore dollars or something 21 dollars in the U.S. is what would get you a copy of the game. And then if you want to go crazy, let's see. Um, for $5,142 U.S. dollars, you can join the game as a game producer. <laughs> You'll be able to contribute to the game's creative content. Uh, you get credit as an executive game producer, you design a main story boss, 3D printed boss that you have designed, design a Magnus consisting of three evolution stages, become an NPC in the village named after you, design a weapon with the team and be credited as a weapon designer, uh, get a physical art book, a digital strategy guide, a backer, exclusive weapon and armor set, a limited Draconute, a blue dragon in the trailer, a plushie, you get a plushie of that dragon, yeah, limited Momochi, the unicorn enhancer in the trailer, plushie. Um, you get four copies of the early beta access, four copies of the digital copy on PC, a digital art book, digital OST, di- a digital thank you letter. $7,000 still isn't enough to send you a physical letter. All right, let's 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 be real here. Uh, backer exclusive HD foot wallpapers and your name in the credits. Woo! Anna, do you want to do you want a plushie of the hamster? No. No? Are you sure? Yeah. It's a unicorn hamster. It is very cute. It is very cute. All right. Well, anyway, that's uh, that's where they're at. You can. Um... Are they on Square Enix Collective already? They might be. So I don't know what that means, but yeah. Oh, right. They have to get backed first, then they can be on there. So. Ooh, as uh, Silicon Air describes it, it's Monster Rancher meets Rune Factory. <laughs> that sounds cool. That could be a good game. 
anyway, so go check that out. See if you want to back it or not. Um, at least it looks really polished. I don't know if it'd be any good or not. Um, some more Kickstarters. Uh, man. All right, this is the indie check-in. Excuse me, not Kickstarters. Um, so coin-operated games announced Empire Lords of the Sea Gates. Uh, it's a neo-Victorian RPG, which is set in an alternate 1911 New York, which has been flooded by rising sea levels. Um, it's a hybrid turn-based real-time combat system with an isometric view. So go check out the the kind of trailer to see. It's a PC RPG, but uh, with uh, real-time slash turn-based combat. Figure that out. Yay. <laughs> Tangle Deep is now available on early access for 15 bucks on PC, Mac, and Linux. Uh, it is uh, full versions coming out in December. It was crowdfunded. It is a it is a 16-bit dungeon crawler with permadeath, but progression-like in Rogue Legacy. So, go see if you like that. Lionheart is an indie RPG from Shisan Mei and loca- localized by publisher Fruitbat Factory. It's going to be out July... Oh, it's out now on Steam. Um, it follows the adventure Leon Lionheart as he looks to explore a magic labyrinth known as Liba Corridor. So you get uh, you get a, a, a warrior monk... You, or excuse me. A warrior nun, a former mercenary, a Justicar, all these... It's like a visual novel, but also an RPG, and I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah, I think I remember this one popping up in my queue. Yeah. Looked pretty interesting. We were talking about it earlier, Anna. Were you interested in it or not? Um, I feel like I don't know enough about it. That's kind of my problem. No, well, you need to research it because I, I rely on you to know about the visual novel games. Okay. All right. Pylon, Pylon Rogue is a game from Quantum Squid. It's going to be coming out September 21st. It's on the early access right now for 15 bucks. Um... Pylon Rogue lets players choose from four heroes, each offering three distinct play styles. And what kind of game is it? Uh, let's see if I can tell here. Action RPG. So I run around and beat stuff up. Uh, I don't get a sense from the trailer if there's loot. You get to defeat epic bosses, new areas, characters, items. There must be loot. Yeah, it looks very much like a loot game. So I'm going to check that out myself. Loot games! Because it. I like Diablo games. All right. Antiquia Lost um, for PC, Mac, Linux, and Steam. It's a Chemco game. It's going to be coming to PS4 and Vita later this year. And that's actually all I know. It's a, a young man's journey to the, capital, to the capital with a girl made of slime. Oh, we've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah, you're going around with the slime girl, and we have no idea how well written it is. It's a Chemco game, so don't count on much. Okay. That's it for the news, right? You're talking you about skipped. Unsung. Oh. Yeah, you skipped a story. Right. <laughs> unsung <laughs> Story. Um, it, unsung Story was a Kickstarter game. Uh, it's the tactical RPG that was being, you know, the, the, the game design was being done by Yasumi Matsuno, and then the game was going to be developed by Playdeck. Uh, Playdeck, if you're not familiar with them, they do a lot of ports of board games to mobile devices, uh, and they tend to be pretty good. Um, I'm kind of disappointed, though, that with this game, they basically came out two years after the Kickstarter and said, yeah, we wasted all the money. We just can't make this game. Um, We're kind of figuring out what to do if we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do. And so they were silent for a while, and they finally just announced that Little Orbit is buying all the rights to Unsung Story, all the stuff that Yasumi Matsuno made for it, and then they're going to make the game now. 
and uh, Little Orbit has announced they're going to honor all the pledges and and whatnot. Um, and the the amount of money transferred apparently is very little, just a token amount, just to make everything legal. But uh, so that that's it. <laughs> we I'm now Little Orbit's gonna make the game. Yeah, now Little Orbit's gonna make it, and it may be terrible, maybe great. Um, Little Orbit as a publisher is not one that I associate with good quality, um, but you know, they're also not a developer, so I don't know who's going to actually make the game. Oh no, they bought Vicious Cycle like three or four years ago. Oh okay. So they have in-house development. Okay. So maybe that team will do it. They say they want Matsuno's story to live on and be in a game, so that was the reason why I even got it. I'm in this Kickstarter, and the reason why I got in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love. Tactics Ogre and, and Final Fantasy Tactics, but they're they're saying they're remaking the game from scratch, so yeah. taking nothing. But it didn't look like Playdeck really had much to, to begin with. The yeah. little demo we got, the little demo video, is pretty laughable, bad. So it was bad. Yeah. So that uh, yeah, that's where uh, Unsung Story is. Um. Hey, at least it's not like Project Phoenix where they're just straight straight up doing refunds now, right? No, they're not. Oh. What? They're not giving anybody their money back. Are oh. you kidding me? <laughs> I thought they were giving money back. People have been money. asking for money back every like day on there. They're yeah, like, no, yeah, no I money back. I don't think they're giving anybody their money back. I don't think they have money to give. Yeah, me either. Oh, yeah. Project Phoenix is still trying to go on. All right. Well, jeez. I can't keep up with all these failed Kickstarters. Isn't that a sad statement? At least Project Phoenix has a nice looking website. Hooray. <laughs> I mean this this was why I was so sketch about Project Phoenix and um Unsung Story to a smaller extent. It's like they didn't tell us who the people were that were working on it. And so it was like from the people behind Grand Theft Auto and it's like, yeah, but you're not telling me what they did, which means for all I know it could be the people that fetch coffee. He was a QA tester. Yeah. Wants to be a developer now. Right. With all these failed Kickstarters, I just hope that Bloodstained is going to be good. Wow, Project Phoenix is not as dead as I thought it was. So that's good at least. What was the other one? There was another one that was dead, but oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. So many Kickstarters. They don't matter. I like to throw a dollar into Kickstarters and watch them fail. It's a hobby. Oh, crap. Maybe you're the the kiss of death. I'm the kiss of death. (laughs) Uh, I, I wasn't able to kill the Oculus Rift. I tried. You know, you I... You didn't uh, kill people, the Ouya either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I killed itself. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. After. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've Most of the Kickstarters, I've gotten burned on a few, but most of them have been good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the so. kind of... The worst that I've gotten really, quote-unquote, burned is, like, the game's still not out yet. Yeah. Well, I've had a few... Just Delver's the developer, drop. the, the designer <laughs> right, just disappeared like, on a couple. Yeah. Oh yeah, got two of those and then unsung. So I mean, probably really out fifty bucks total as far as now. The good ones has been Baron Saga, Wasteland, two uh, pillars, and then they, they kind of go. So I got a really big list of ones that have done well. So I'm I'm pleased overall with Kickstarter. Yeah, you, it's you like gotta, the rare time where I've gotten burned where I feel like I'm never going to get my money back out of this. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, there's one. 
All right, let's go into our question of the week, which is not um, what Kickstarters were you burned on? <laughs> what was it, Anna? Um, it's in the spreadsheet. Yeah, I know, but you do the section usually. Oh, that was I my transition see. to you. You were transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> that and I want to click on more trains. Oh, my computer turned itself off. What? Your computer's off? Okay, well, I'll talk about the question of the week then for now. Thank you. Uh, Have you ever played a game that was not in your native language? It was the question of the week. Strawberry Eggs uh, posted on their forums and says, I've played three games imported from Japan. uh, Mother 1 plus 2, Mother 3, and Luminous Arc 3. Mother 1 was easy because I had already played the Japanese, or excuse me, the English prototype ROM. Never did play Mother 2 Earthbound in Japanese. Um... I use a translation guide for Mother 3. No such guide exists for Luminous Arc 3, to my knowledge, but the interface is very similar to the previous two games. I finished it, not really following the story. I do like how the characters' personalities came through, even with only portrait expressions, occasional CG stills, and the Japanese voice acting. As far as fan translations go, I've only played Sailor Moon, another story for the Super Famicom. It's kind of generic as far as RPGs go, but I'm a huge, or, but as a huge Sailor Moon fan, I loved it. I haven't played any other imports or fan translations for a long while, as I barely have any time to play domestically released games. Besides, most of the games from Japan I'm interested in are localized anyway. Maxstorm posted and said, My first import was Shining Force 3 Scenario 2. Filed by Shining Force 3 Scenario 3. Unlike many of the import, I stupidly... Okay. Unlike many of the imports I stupidly purchased today, I actually played through both of these and was able to transfer my save files over as well. The games played so much like the original Shining Force 3 that I didn't have any problems. See, for me, the whole reason you play a sequel is to see more of the story. Like, but... Alright, I guess if you just really like the tactical play... That would work, too. Uh, Victor on the forum says, Long ago, I had an experience similar to Chris's observation of an expert puzzle and dragons player on YouTube. I saw someone who was really good at joust play the arcade machine with infinitely higher skill than I could ever imagine. <laughs> Watching speedrunners and competitive PvP players on Twitch has taught me that you have to dedicate your entire life to a game to become the best there is at that game, and even then, there are no guarantees. But dedicating my entire life to a game is too high a price when I want the time to play many different games. So I'm content with never being the best at any game. So I'm going to counter you a little here, Victor. Uh, I would assert that what I was noticing with these Puzzle and Dragons player isn't that, you know, they're the best and I'll never be the best. It's like you have to de- dedicate yourself so well just to do end game content. <laughs> Like, just to play the game and actually complete stuff in the game is what it felt like to me. That's what discouraged me more than anything. It's not that I would never be as good as he was. It's that I don't think I'd ever be able to get close to good as him so that I could just do the game. But, eh, whatever. Uh, Victor continues to say, I have never played a game that is not my native language, English. I want to be able to read the game text and follow its story. Especially if it's an RPG and I play very few games for which story is irrelevant edit oh fan translations count i did a play i did play a seiken densetsu 3 fan translation cooperatively with a friend he owned a copy of the japanese game and a little the mother 3 fan translation then i bought earthbound on the 3ds to appease my conscience if mother 3 ever has an official english release i'll be sure to buy that too um 
Jay Scarp says on the forums, Question of the week. The most effort I went to was for Valkyria Chronicles 3. When the pe- fan patch came out, I was determined to play that game legit. So I imported a copy, ripped the UMD, spent an entire evening trying to get the patch to apply property, properly, and it was worth it because Valkyria Chronicles 3 was one of my favorite games on the PSP. A step up from Valkyria Chronicles 2. The only game I played completely in Japanese was Girls und Panzer Senshado Kiwamemes Kiwame Masu. Um, I actually got turned onto this game before watching the anime it's based on because a tank game on the Vita sounded pretty weird and interesting. It turned out to be really good and the game was easy to follow since the story mirrored that of the anime. So that's the game where all the the tanks are represented by girls, girls. or something like yep. that. Yeah. Chris, I've also picked up Sakura Tyson, but I've got the PSP ports of 1 and 2. I'm hoping the ability to put the PSP to sleep with will help with those time dialogue choices that Sakura Tyson always has. One of these days, I've got to get around to that. That's a great idea! Ah, put it on the PSP and use the sleep function. All right. Shaman on the forum says, I've imported a couple of Pokemon games back in the days you needed to and could do that. But I think my first four... Wait, wait, which games would you import for Pokemon, Anna? Uh, green. Green? Okay. But wasn't that just blue? No. Oh. Was it much different? Yeah. How? Mm-hmm. Um, look green at was <laughs> supposedly very buggy. Yeah. Oh, okay. That doesn't seem like a feature, but all right. <laughs> I think my first foreign language game was a 31-in-1 NES cart. Clearly a Famicom cart with an adapter that had some untranslated games on it. I <laughs> he, he puts totally a wiki to it. You did? I That's did. pirating, Anna. No, it, it they were they were sold as legit cartridges in Where? like video rental stores. Mm-hmm. So I had no way of knowing when I was. The thirty one in one is a multi cart for the Famicom that was commonly found at midnight videos throughout New Brunswick, Canada during the early nineties. Possibly developed yeah. by Supervision or Kaiser. Many versions exist, although all NES versions are just Famicom boards attached to an adapter. The NES versions where entire Famicom cartridges are present usually have a ribbon coming out of the NES to Famicom adapter. The slightly rarer versions that pack the guts of an adapter and the Famicom board into a traditional NES cartridge has no ribbon. Of note, this multi-cart is one of the most common multi-carts in North America. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. It is pirated, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's totally illegal. <laughs> well, well, yeah. All right. That's weird. Oh, that is so strange. <laughs> All right. We have some Twitter replies. Um, Winter Disa on Twitter says, I'm Norwegian. I don't think I've ever played a game in my native language. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of this. We didn't think about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have said on a language that you don't speak. It's what I should have said. But all right. <laughs> we we phrased that poorly, didn't we? Yep. That's okay. It was fun reading the replies. Um, other replies. Uh, the harder question should be if you ever played in your local language. Um, yes, most rhythm games and fighting games that don't need much explanation, says Andy Scout. But I muddled through a few RPGs as well. Um, I Rule the Galaxy said I both Oenden games and Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land. Yeah. Finally got an English release in Europe after I finished the game. Yeah. Uh, Poor Uendong. At Space Asylum plays Japanese games all the time. Hill4950 says, I prefer to play games in English, even if there's an option to play it in my native language, Slovakian. Just feels more natural to me. Um, 
Quill Pate says, all the time since I'm Kylian and I played Diablo 2 in Spanish to my dismay and hated its guts. Aww. Uh, why not not health now says Dragon Force 2. That was difficult at first. Uh, Uh, yeah. Hell Monkey with a zero says Dragon Ball Z Legends on the PS1. Could fake it with a fighter. Uh, Ryan Porava says, I play games in Spanish if available to help me learn. That's cool. And Lord Blackwin PT says, I always play games either on the original language or language, but never in Portuguese. Okay. That's cool. People playing. All right. Thank everybody for your answers. That was actually really cool. What's our question this week? Oh, we know, I maybe. haven't thought of one. Maybe uh, what Mario-esque Rabbids mashup would you like to see? <laughs> yeah, if you could mash two RPGs together, which would you choose? Does it have to be two RPGs or an RPG in another game? Oh, it doesn't have to be two RPGs. Okay, if you could mash two games together. And make them into an RPG. Whoa, whoa. And make them into an RPG. My what Z, would it be? Yeah. My Z key just got stuck. Well, let's see. We already got Shin Megami Tensei and Fire Emblem. That was hmm. fun. I'm trying to think. Technically, we already got a Final Fantasy Smash Brothers with Dissidia. And this is a tough question. Yeah, you have to think about it. All right, homework class. Bring homework. your answers next week. <laughs> homework. All right, new releases for the week. <laughs> Ark Survival Evolved is finally coming out of early access. <laughs> it's taken to the point where they've already had an expansion released for it. They're now coming out of early access. Um, I got that on a Steam sale because I wanted to play the the thing where you can play as the dinosaurs because there's like a big mod for it where you can do that. And I just haven't gotten around to it. I really should do that someday. All right. Also, Game of Dragons, which... You better take a look at it. Looks a bit low budget. Um, see if it's for you. But uh, Game of Dragons is totally game coming out this week. It's that on, is a game. It's on PC. Uh, yeah. Early access. August 4th. It's uh, got a hex-based combat system, it looks like. Um, and a lot of default fonts, I'll say that. <laughs> so, there you go. Lots of games for this week. Yeah, that's it. A, 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 a plethora of a plethora. quality titles. Uh, is anyone playing Pyre? No, huh? Um, that came out, and I don't know if anyone of, of us tried it. And like, that's from Supergiant, and was supposed to be a big deal. But Nix has been playing all right. a ton of it. It's a lot of visual novel with a little bit of like sports. <laughs> it's weird. It's got some sports ball in it. Yeah, because that's how the combat works, is you're playing like um, like a lacrosse-style game with your opponent or something. Huh? I don't know. I don't know what's going on, Anna. Go watch it. Okay. <laughs> or go play it. It's, okay. most, it's mostly visual novel. It's mostly like make choices in discussions with people. All right. That well, does sound like my kind of game. I know. I know. And then the sports ball happens, and I don't know how you'll take to that. But... Uh, Sports ball. That's all I got. Thanks everybody for watching. Thank you, Jonathan and Kelly, for being on, and Anna Marie for being on, and Simon for finally getting off my keyboard. Um, we'll be here next week. 
9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. If you want to contribute your answer to the question release, uh, the question of the week, which is which RPG mashup would you like to see, or which mar- which mashup of which RPG mashup of any series, even non RPG series. Ugh. 608-729-4098 is the voicemail. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the email. And you can listen to the show. Excuse me. You can post on the forums.rpgamer.com. And, of course, you can also go to the Twitter and reply there. Twitter.com slash rpgamer. Facebook.com slash rpgamer. Lots of things. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next week. Anything to leave the folks with, anybody? Thank you for listening. Shoutouts, plugs. No? All right. Mm. Have a good week. Have a good week, everybody. I'm so hungry. Let's go eat, Anna. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.